You're listening to the e-commerce marketing show presented by Privy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to another episode of the e-commerce marketing show. I'm excited because this is a new episode and this is a whole new track type of content that we're going to start bringing to you. So ever since the whole COVID-19 thing happened, we thought like, what could we be doing from a content perspective to, to try to be helpful and help entrepreneurs like you who have a small and growing e-commerce brand? And we thought like, okay, in addition to our podcast, what if we start doing masterclasses? We bring on experts in e-commerce marketing to really go deeper, right? Go deeper than we would on the traditional podcast episode. And so we're starting to do that. This is the first episode today with Ben Jabawi, who's the founder and CEO of Privy. We have another one with Savannah. Anna Sanchez, another one coming up with Kurt Elster, Casey Armstrong, who's the CMO of ShipBob. And they're going to be different from the traditional podcast episode in that a uh, little bit more tactical, a little bit more hands-on, but we thought we'd take the audio from those and post them here on the podcast. So you're going to start seeing these with Masterclass. So here's the first one. This is a Masterclass uh, with Ben Jabawi, who's the founder and CEO of Privy. Our agenda today is, is actually really simple. We want to just open this up. Uh, we had 500 people register for this masterclass and we had 250 questions, which is insane. And that to me says that there's a lot of things on everybody's mind right now when it comes to running an e-commerce brand in this environment. So we're going to talk through some of those questions, but also want to make sure that you can ask questions live during this session. So I now that I know how to look at the questions and look at what's happening in chat, we can also take questions on the fly. And so we'll open it up to you. And But that's how we're going to spend roughly the next, let's see what time is this, 2.03. We'll spend the next, I don't know, 30 or 40 minutes doing that and we'll see. And then feel free to hop in with questions as you have them. All right. Are you ready to rock? You got a drink? You got a water? Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Thanks. All right. So one of the most asked questions that came up was this one, right? Which is during a downturn, the market has been going crazy, right? Circumstances are uncertain for the future. What are the channels that companies should prioritize? Ben, I'm going to kick this one over to you based on everything you've learned here. Like, where would you tell people to focus? I mean, we're, we're even having discussions internally about our marketing at Privy, but where are you? where would you suggest people focus right now? Yeah, there's a couple thought camps here. The first thing I would say is, Check your website traffic right now because my gut is that you have a ton of website traffic coming to your store right now, right? So people are sitting at home, we're all on our phones, screen time's up. So I think website can become a key channel for you that, you know, if you're nimble, you can be using that in a different way than like your traditionally static site, given everything that's happened. So that's a huge opportunity to be relevant and you already pay for that, right? So you don't need to pay more to to make tweaks to kind of be relevant mentioning COVID right now. The other is channels that you own, right? So, you know, hopefully, you know, you've been building an email list over the years or recently started. SMS, like text, if you've got a text list, I feel similarly, right? Those are two channels that you own and you don't need to pay more to get in front of those customers. And then, you know, I think it's worth addressing, I'm sure it'll come up in other questions, is like, should you continue with paid ads right now? And I think the answer is yes. Like, Dave, you should open the Komodo. We're, we're talk, having the same conversation about privy, and, and we feel we want to be doing that as much as possible right now. A hundred percent. I think like 
It's tough because the number one thing that matters right now as a business is cash, right? That's the thing that everyone is thinking about. And so if you can actually, if you have the cash to go out and spend, then the way to grow right now is to actually go out and spend and, and take advantage of the fact that there's so many people online right now. But you have to understand, like, you have to understand what's actually converting. And I think this is a time where no matter what, even if your business is doing amazing right now, it's a time to trim some of the fat from an ad spend perspective. And so it's a good time to invest, but it's most importantly, a good time to go back and reevaluate evaluate. I saw something on Twitter before this that I saw that you had liked from Jason Lemkin that was saying like, tough times like this actually hopefully will make you a better business because you're going to have to trim a bunch of things that might not be super efficient, especially when it comes to, to marketing channels. And so I think it's a time to invest, but also to get rid of some of the stuff that might not, that hasn't been working. Yeah. And look, I think first and foremost, like you should be planning for the worst case scenario, right? And I think the worst case scenario is, you know, maybe the next four or five months look like crap from a revenue perspective, right? So plan for your business, make sure you have the cash to continue the operation. And then, you know, understand what it might take and what sacrifices you might need to make in order to get there. But because you'll likely be cutting budget from certain things, right? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you were going to give your employees million dollar bonuses. Like, I don't know what you were going to do. But once you understand what you're pulling back from, like, look for really low cost ways to continue communicating with customers. For me, I mean, that's email, text. It's the traffic that's coming to your site. And I'm sure there's more too. I also think like this is an opportunity to go back and try to find some of the like what I call free money. And free money is like similar to email. It's a channel that you already own. But are there opportunities? Are there things that you're already doing that are already happening that you can work maybe offers or calls to action into? So for example, if you've been creating content and you have, I don't know, 100 articles up on your site. Is there an opportunity to go back and optimize those articles? And maybe you haven't ever had calls to action in any of them, but could you put, you know, CTAs in there to drive people to related offers? Could you, you know, take advantage of some of the, the emails that are already happening, right? Shipping confirmation emails, welcome emails, thank you emails, thank you pages, right? There's so much free money out there that you can go take advantage of. And I think it just forces you to think about how you're going to grow, right? There's really two ways to grow in marketing. You can add more to the top of the funnel or you can work on the conversion rate of what happens after you get people in there. And so I think you're just going to shift the focus. Yeah. One more quick thought on that. Like my wife's an entrepreneur too. And I've, I've been watching her because her business is down, right? And all year, like she, and I think this is consistent with e-commerce businesses too. People gravitate towards quick wins, right? That's why we spend on Facebook. That's why we're buying ads on Instagram. That's why we send emails. But in a moment like this, if this is a real downturn or, or maybe it comes back in two months, but let's say it's like a six month hit, what can you do today that's going to help you grow faster when we're coming out of this? And for me to see her investing so heavily in content for a business that has literally never done that, like that's another you don't have to shut it down. And I know, I know what Emily's doing with her business just because you showed me, but like to go out and build a YouTube channel during this time, right? It sucks to not be selling today, but six months from now, when she's built a YouTube channel, right? And now has this community of people, these raving fans, like that's going to be an audience that she's going to be able to go market to and sell to. And that's just a shifting in mindset, which is like, hey, maybe this is the opportunity to build that moat that can be content around your business. Because especially if you're in e-commerce, oh my God, there's so many opportunities because you, 
you are the founder, you are the entrepreneur, this is your business. Like I would just personally, I would start a vlog or a podcast right now about how we're going to get through this and just start documenting what I'm doing every single day. Like I like how Kurt Elster put this in a podcast we did with him a couple of months ago where he was like, show your work in public, right? And so maybe during this time, even if things are tough as from a business, then show your work in public because people are going to build a relationship with you. They're going to get to know you and like you and trust you through showing your journey right now. That's actually going to bring you customers in the long run. Yeah. So to recap, it sounds like lean into channels that you own, like email and text, your website. Mm-hmm. We recommend continuing to spend on paper, maybe just monitor that. And then try things like YouTube and content, maybe Facebook Live, Instagram Live that you haven't really tried before while you're sitting around waiting for all this to come back. Yeah. I also think one thing that we didn't hit on, but I did a podcast earlier today with John McDonald, who runs an agency called The Good, and they're a big conversion rate optimization agency. And that was actually a really interesting topic for right now, which is like, hey, if you can't grow traffic, you can always try to do a better job of converting more people that are already coming to your site. And so maybe this is the time to you know, make that list of 20 experiments that you want to run or crazy things you want to test on your website. And you're just going to try one every day and see what you can get to stick. All right, I'm going to hit it to the next slide. So how do we address COVID-19 as marketers? Do we need to address it if it's not impacting our business or can we continue to do business as usual? So I'm going to take this one because this is something that I've been thinking a lot about lately. And I think that the answer is it's not business as usual right now, but you try to, you have to continue on with business. But because of those circumstances, you can't do anything until you've acknowledged what's happening in the world right now. And I think if you just continue marketing like nothing has changed, it's going to come off as tone deaf. And so one of my favorite marketing lessons, just forget what's happening right now for a second, but one of my favorite marketing lessons ever is to just address any objections or false beliefs or thoughts that a potential customer might have before they can even have them. So like you don't let doubt creep into their mind. And so for an example, that means like, let's say if I make hoodies, right? And my hoodies are $5 more than everybody else's hoodies. Well, on my website, I'm going to have copy around like how, hey, I know what you're thinking right now. Why spend, you know, the majority of the hoodies on the market are $20 right now, but I'm charging 25. What's up with the higher price? Well, let me explain. These are actually made by blah and they come from here. And so like explaining that upfront gets you all of the credibility and trust to actually go out and ask for that. And I think the same is true with what's happening in the world right now. So we got a great email. Dan on our marketing team sent this around last week, but it was from Levi's. And they basically said like the tone was perfect. And it was basically like, hey, look, I know things are really tough out there right now. And so this is not the time to be thinking about buying a next $100 pair of jeans. But we want to let you know if you're home and you're shopping, you can check out our website every time. Otherwise, we're going to shut all of our stores to preserve the health of our people. And like, that was the perfect message. They got to tell you that they're still open for business, but that they're doing the right thing and taking care of their employees, but also reminding you that like, hey, if you want to buy something, you can come do it. So I think like you just have to be upfront. What's your take on that, Ben, as a CEO? Like, how are you, how are you addressing that? Yeah. I mean, look, I think like, We've been doing a lot here, right? I always go back to what we're doing. And, and we fall into the camp of every single e-commerce business right now is likely impacted either positively or negatively as a result of this, right? So we spoke as a team and like, you know, there's activities that we're doing right now that literally have no benefit to us, but we're just trying to help, right? And so that's like the shop small e-com marketplace where we're trying to win some business away from Amazon to all our customers, like 
has nothing really to do with us, but I think is a way for us to do marketing right now to support our customer, right? That's one. The other is like from an offer perspective, you can be communicating with your customers, even if you're not necessarily impacted by COVID, like your customers are sitting at home, most likely right now impacted, right? So are you offering free shipping? Like what are you doing that is relevant? And that's a great excuse to use the channels that you own, like email or text. And for that, like to tie it back to Privy, we shut off our traffic scaling, right? So for all our businesses that are seeing spikes in traffic right now, we said, you know what, screw it. Like, let's just we'll take ourselves out of it. Like, I think, I think there's ways to keep yourself relevant because even if your business is not impacted, everyone else's is, all of your customers' lives are. So it's kind of weird if you don't address it in some way. Yeah. And the other thing that I saw that came in with this question is like, how do you make it, how do you come out and make offers or promote stuff that doesn't come off like you're, you're basically like ambulance chasing, right? <laughs> and I think it's the same message where, number one, you have to be upfront. Number two, I think it's really easy to draw the line, at least in my mind, it's really easy to see which offers are, are going to benefit the company versus what people are trying to actually do to benefit people, right? So an example is like Zoom. Zoom decided to go out and they said, hey, we're going to make all of our products free for K-12 schools. That's great, right? If they said, hey, we're going to make our product for K-12 schools 10% off, that message, same message, but would have pissed everybody off because that feels like they're trying to profit from that. So that's number one. And number two is just like, you have to, you can't use that as a hook for selling something. Cause I think this is not the time, like, you know, fear is definitely one great motivating strategy from a marketing perspective, but now is not the time to use fear or something like that to drive urgency. I think you have to be genuine. And maybe the offer is just like really understanding what's going on. If you sell products for kids and reach out to parents and acknowledge that you think, you know, everybody's home right now trying to figure out how they're going to get by for the next couple of weeks and keep everybody busy and sane. So we came up with this product to do whatever. The other thing, that the lesson that I got from John McDonald today was like, maybe instead of instead of discounting, if your first idea is to discount and do an offer, maybe don't think about discounting because now might not be the right time to discount your brand. But he said, like, think about bundling or, or coming up with ways that you can add more value. And so maybe there's things you can add on for free or you can bundle related products together. It seems to be the time that like you can make better offers by really just doing good marketing and adding more value to yeah, a couple quick things that, that come to mind. So you mentioned the Levi's example of a, a positive email you got around COVID. Um, I, I ran a search in my inbox just now that I'm looking at for COVID. And, and what I'm seeing is like probably on the contrary, examples of like what you shouldn't do. And so I'm actually getting emails from, from I guess, brands that I you know forgot that I've signed up for, haven't purchased from in years. Um, that are just kind of telling me what they're doing without any sort of story or connection. So what I, I would just kind of say, like, make sure you're you're being thoughtful about not just what you're sending right now, but also who you're sending it to, right? So like, if I haven't been on your site in six months or I haven't purchased from you in six months, like maybe weed those people out uh, for the moment because they, they may not care. Um, that's another thing. And then another example I saw um, from Patrick, um, from Supply, who's kind of like a, a big name in, in e-commerce. Um, they sell razors. I thought like, one, the way that he was phrasing their offer was pretty clever, right? And so you get to the site and his pop-up was like, hey, the market is down 30%. 
because of COVID, like, so are our razors, you know, which like my take from him and his brand is that that's not a brand that really discounts ever. But like, if there was ever a time to just like be real, I don't think this is going to hurt his brand. And I saw a bunch of people sharing that around. Like, that's actually a fun, unique way to just kind yeah. of talk to what's happening and leverage that site traffic that, that he still has. Yeah, I think I think that's good. That that's it's a time limited thing. It's not like a, a forever thing. Um, okay, so I think I think we we I think we addressed this. I think you you just have to I think to recap, you have to you have to acknowledge what's what's going on, right? Like you have to you have to get in front of it and admit it front like and, and just understand that this is not buying anything is probably not top of mind for anybody right now, unless you're in like the really essential supplies world. And so just, just know that going in. And I think it just goes back to the most important skill in marketing and selling anything is empathy. And you have to have empathy for what's going on. Just really, this, this comes off as like cliche advice, but if you actually really do it, it makes a huge impact, which is before you, before you create those new ads, before you make that video, before you send that email, before you, you know, send out that next promotion, actually think about, okay, I'm one of the thousand people on my list. What am I going to do? Like, what's my reaction going to be when I get this email and really put yourself in that person's shoes and, and understand that there's also 20 other brands that are reaching out to the same people with the same message. So what are you going to do to be different? How are you going to stand out? Um, all right, let's go. Let's hit the next one. Uh, how can I use this time when my products aren't a priority for people to grow my email list? All right, Mr. Email Man, I'm going to ask you this one. What, what would you do to What would you do to grow your list right now? Yeah. So first, I would just debunk this question, right? Not not. I, I think this is a, a normal question to ask, but like, log into your your store, right? Check your Google Analytics or whatever you look at. If there are people on your website, and that's the beauty of e-commerce, like there's always people on your website, right? Any time of day, then you can be growing your email list, right? And so the same tactics um, that that I would take all year round, like a strong welcome offer, a cart-saving display for people that add to the cart and are about to leave that cart, like all of those things still uh, can be working right now. If there's people hitting your site, then you can grow your email list. If no one's hitting your site right now, like, you know, if that's a, a huge change because of coronavirus, then that's a whole other story. But my gut is that you still very much have web traffic. Um, and if you absolutely don't, but you already have an email list, like maybe there's a referral thing you can do um, for the, your existing list. Hey, like this is a really tough time for us right now. You know, reach out to your your most loyal customers with an offer, um, tell them to forward it to a friend, like that sort of thing. That might be another way to do it. But um, my gut is you still have traffic, maybe down a little bit. Most of that traffic, again, remember, will be new visitors to your store. And that's the biggest audience you have for converting uh, traffic into new subscribers. Kristen, what's up, Kristen? Hey, she said, we, the people sent out an amazing email last week and they chose to only send to their highest engaged tier for the exact reason you were talking about. Great advice. Yeah, yeah. And look, for, for advice on actual tactics to grow your email list, like I don't want to derail today's conversation, but we just did a masterclass last week that I think is recorded. See if we can distribute that as well and follow up with this recording. But like, it's got the entire playbook for, for growing your email list in good times or bad. 
Good idea. Um, the other thing is, I actually think what I actually think what you talked about earlier, where we had mentioned like now's the time to ship. Maybe you ship to content and use content. I think content is a way to grow your email list, right? And so maybe now's the time you launch a newsletter. Maybe now's the time you're investing more in content. Like that's another reason for people to join your your email list. So you can create content just for that list. Maybe you start a vlog or uh, you start a video series or a podcast or, or an email, an email course or whatever. That's only for people on your list. Maybe you, you're selling, you could be selling, um, but like if you're, if you're a kettle and fire, right They're they're great at this from an email perspective while, while you're waiting for one of their orders, they send you like recipes, right? So maybe you, you create a, a quick little offer. That's like, Hey, join, join my list right now. Every Friday morning, I'm going to be sending out three of my favorite recipes for the weekend. That's one easy way to grow your email list. And that doesn't require selling or discounting any, any products. Yeah, like that. Uh, okay. How do you navigate the fine line between being optimi- op- opportunistic as an e-commerce business and empathizing with consumers fe- with consumers feeling angst? Uh, I think we I think we hit on this one. What do you think? I mean, you're a consumer, right? I'm a consumer. Like, I think the the unique thing about the situation that we're in is like we're all you know crapping in our pants in some small way. Like even if you're not a business owner, you're 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 home right now, right? But you're you're seeing both sides of it as an individual right now. You're the owner of your business. You're also kind of presumably locked in your house. So like, who else can relate more to that than you? And I think you know, David, you always talk about this. Like authenticity um, is is everything in marketing. So I think it's okay for you to not have all the answers and for you to share that. Yeah. And I think ultimately you need to let the data decide, you need to let sales decide like what the fine line is. And and so don't, don't be afraid to sell, but understand the climate. And so address it up front, but then actually, you know, run that campaign, send the offer, like do that thing and let, I think a lot of people right now are, are paralyzed by, by the fear of, what happens if people react negatively to this? Okay, well, you can give yourself a safeguard by by just understanding, like, am I acknowledging what's happening? Am I being empathetic? Cool. If so, then send that offer out and let let the let the sales numbers be the thing that that's going to tell you, like, is this working or not? Not just us sitting around, you know, saying like, be worry about people's feelings. Yeah. Also, you know, in your heart, if the product that you're selling adds value in this specific situation. Right. So like, let's say you sold toilet paper. Right. I would be leaning in so hard to current events if I sold toilet toilet paper and you should be, too. Right. Um, But let's say you sold. um, And I think this is kind of the dichotomy that we're seeing in our customer base. Like if you sell home supplies and packaged goods, you might be growing like crazy right now. But if you're if you sell two hundred dollars sweaters right now, you might be feeling the heat and. I also think it's okay to lean into that too in, in conjunction with what's happening right now um, and, you know, focus on the right audience, like, like whoever um, wrote in about that. And like we've been saying, but like, it's okay to call that out. Like Levi's did that. Hey, you might not be thinking about $150 jeans right now, but like our store is always open and like, here, here's a great offer. You know, I think that's okay. Here's a good question. This is from Anya. We're a skincare company in Vancouver. We're launching hand sanitizers 
because there's a need for it. So we want to help consumers be protected, customers be protected. What's the best way to launch it? Just an email communication or should we bundle it with something? We don't want to come across as a brand who's trying to take advantage of the situation. We have an ability to make it. So we decided to address the needs of our customers. That's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You're, you're pivoting your entire business to, to create a product that helps right now. Yeah. I think, I think you got to tell that story. I think, I think you can't, I think if the answer is like you hustled on an opportunity to try to make money off a of hand sanitizer, like that's a tougher, that's a tougher sell. But, but if, if you are a skincare company and you're now pivoting to do what Ben said to, to actually provide a product that's going to help keep people healthy and safe, then like, all you have to do is tell that story. Like that's the easiest marketing you could come up with with like, Hey, Hey, three weeks ago, we realized things were really getting out of hand. And so we, we were able to shift something in one of the factories that we get this from and, and change this up and blah, blah, blah. And so we're announcing this today. Like if it's something like that, then I, then I think it works. Also Dave's, Dave's Mr. Launch. So we launched pretty fast. It was the best launch I've ever seen for any product. Like it was unbelievable. Dave, can you distill a proper launch into one minute for those that are are thinking about launching your product? Oh my God, I gotta do a launch in one minute. <clears throat> okay, here's a launch in here's a launch in one minute. Number one, most important part of the launch is to have a uh, VIP list or beta list or or some people that you already have that are using the product. So you can use them to your advantage as a marketer. And so for the, for the example of Privy Text, what that meant is two months before we launched it, we let a certain group of customers into a beta group. And so then when we were actually able to go and announce it on launch day, we had social proof on the, on the landing page. We had testimonials from people. We had their real feedback and we were able to use their words in our copy and make the whole offer much more compelling. So that's number one. Number two is the other thing that you could do is pre-announce it. Uh, I mean, every, every great, um, retailer does this. Like I even saw that whole foods do this a, a couple months ago where they announced, a, they announced the sale two months before the sale. And so you could announce it now and say, Hey, on April 1st, we're announcing our line of hand sanitizer. Then you can build that this pent up demand for it when you actually launch it. And then on launch day, I think it just comes down to like having a checklist of, of all the things you could be doing from a launch perspective. Like what are the emails you're going to send to your customers? Are there the different segments of people that you're going to send to? Can you send to people who have canceled or churned in the past? Um, can you send to, you know, what are the ads you're going to be running? What's the, what's the blog post going to be like? What's the video? And just re being really disciplined about a checklist of things that you can do, um, not just within that time frame, but within, within the budget. So maybe that's just email great, but you got to put it in writing and, and have that thing planned out. So I think planning for a launch um, is everything. If your launch is just an email, it's never going to be super successful. Yeah. Also, I was like, Brett, like for people that aren't pivoting uh, to, to do the hand sanitizer, I actually saw uh, that there's a luxury perfume maker that's pivoting their factory to do hand sanitizer and they've been getting PR like crazy. So I, you know, that's, if you're actually doing that, that's like an incredible heroic story that the world wants to hear right now. So be loud and proud. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Um, let's see what else we have a couple. Whoa, we got a bunch of good questions. Holy smokes. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, Dan Murphy, Dan came in and he, he's, he's given us all the questions. Dan's on, Dan's on the marketing team. He said, start with a checklist get the whole team, friends, family, customers involved. That's true, right? Get your network to, to share and amplify this. 
he said, never mind. You're doing okay. All right. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> uh, appreciate that. Um, okay. Let's see. We got a bunch of different questions. By the way, I'm done with my pre-planned questions. So we got about 20 minutes. I'll put, put your questions in and we'll, we'll, we'll see how many we can get to. Um, how, uh, Jerry says, how can we increase our conversion during COVID-19? I think, I think it's the same, the same way you can increase your conversion any, any time, which is like, you have to be ruthless about testing different offers and different content and different creative, like come up with right now after this, after this, this video, come up with 20 offers that you can run. Like I re I really think the offer is about 80% of the conversion piece. It's less about like having the perfect pop-up that's going to put the right place. Like if I could take over your website and I put something up there that said, Hey, click here and I'll give you $500, right? The conversion rate for that would be insane. And so I think you really got to like get creative around coming up with the offer. And then the, the mechanics of where the offer goes actually become really easy if the offer is good. So I would spend this time coming up with offers. We, we did this exercise uh, last week in, in marketing. So Ryan on our marketing team here last week, he came up with basically four or five different offers we could run as a business from a free something to a discount to a this or that. And, and we haven't used any of them yet, but now we've done the exercise and have this killer doc that we can say, Hey, we want to run an offer right now. Uh, what should it look like? And, and what are the mechanics of it? Actually, as we're talking like this, a re revelation came to me, revelation, whatever. Uh, so much of what we're talking about feels like black Friday right now. You know, like because when when people like we're all sitting at home, right? And like for those that are shopping, you're kind of like you're expecting something, right? And so if people are hitting your site, like don't make them think. Just you don't like you don't want them to think on Black Friday and look around for the offer. Like, what's the freaking offer? What are you doing right now, given what's happening in the world? Like and, and all the advice that I would give there, I think, is exactly what we're talking about. As soon as someone hits, make it very clear, like, what's happening? Are you still shipping? Right? Is your supply chain impacted? Are your delivery times impacted? Is there some sort of offer? Like, just hit the, the, the thing on the head right when someone lands or in the email so that you can drive the most impact. Yeah. Hey, one interesting thing. So, so Evelyn, who's a product manager on our team, she sent me an article before this. I was like, Hey, you should mention this on the, on the, on the video with Ben, which is like, right. Amazon, I'm sure you've seen this, right. Amazon is, is reprioritizing uh, shipping based on essential stuff, essential products right now. And so she, she's trying to start a podcast and she ordered a, she went to order a microphone and uh, the, the microphone is not going to get to her house until April 27th. And so maybe your opportunity is if you, if you, if you still have things working with the with the supply chain, right? Um, maybe you can actually like ship faster than Amazon can, and, and so maybe you you could offer you know x many days shipping and have that be part of your your pitch. The other thing I, I like that that is not about discounting at all, but it, it's just great example of brand and marketing. Something that MeUndies does is they, let's be honest, MeUndies sells underwear and like loungewear. Uh, but what, what they do is they actually like the way they package stuff is they try to sell an experience. And so around Valentine's day, they sell like, you know, uh, PJs that you could wear when you're staying in. And so they, they, they sell that around, they, they create a whole experience around that and create a whole campaign around there. So maybe you create, if you sell to families or people that are home right now, like, are there ways to create an experience? I think things like that can also uh, help increase conversion because that's giving someone a reason to not just buy, but to buy now. Like why buy now? Well, here's where we're, we created this experience around our products and blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
what else? We got lots of good questions here. Some of these are long. Uh, all right. This is from Chris. Ben, this one's for you. What do you consider a strong welcome offer? What's a strong welcome offer? I like all to right. go, hello. That's what I do. What do you do? <laughs> all right. So um, this is something I've been talking about for years. So the data that we see is that the content of what's in your, your welcome offer, let's say, whether that's a pop-up or a fly-out or a bar, like it doesn't matter. It's the content that carries the most impact on conversion. So uh, if you have some text in that display that says something like, join our email list and you'll get great updates, you should expect to convert 1%, right? If the message of that is join our email list and get X dollars off or X percent off, even if it's like 5%, you should expect to convert 5% of traffic that sees that. If the method of your offer is more like enter our, our email list and, and you'll be entered to win, you know, a high five from Dave, then you should expect 10% or higher conversion on that. So, um, you know, what I, what I always coach customers on is it's less about like coming out of the gate with a 30% offer, like, okay, maybe on Black Friday. It's more about just understanding the framework of of how an offer carries uh, impact on conversion. And like, it's fine to start with no offer. And you could just say to yourself like, okay, do I want to be growing my list faster? If so, like inch it up, add a coupon. If you want to be going faster and, and like hitting 10%, try and enter to win. But what we have found as well is like, it may sound amazing to convert 10% of traffic, but the quality of that lead is going to go down if, you, if you've got like a, a spin wheel or, or something like that. But that's kind of the, the simplest framework. And those numbers have kind of stayed similar for the last five years or so, honestly. All right. Here's a good one. I was thinking of doing a, this is from Patrick. I was thinking of doing a pillow fort contest slash giveaway while everyone is home for our furniture brand. Would Annie, Sam and her tired, stressed parents enjoy that? Um, Yes, McLaren from Privy. Like, I feel like that's a big. No, that's Patrick Ho. Come on, man. People, people know, people know my kids. I'm out there on the internet. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing. No, I'm just kidding. What's up, Patrick? Uh, so, I would like that. Uh, a contest would be cool. The other thing that you could do is like, what if you came up with, what if you sent out like this is where you could focus on content, right? What if you focus on creating content for, uh, for parents, and you said, here's here's five creative, five creative types of forts you didn't think you could make at home and send that out as a blog post and an email, right? That would be an amazing way to just gain some, some trust from people that would get me to understand like, Oh, you, you guys know what you're doing. This is really cool. But yeah, I think contests like that, like anytime you can get, I hate this term, but it's what everybody calls it. User generated content. Uh, anytime you can get like, you know, stuff from, from real people and, and using maybe whether it's your products or not, I think that'd be great. Um, just before you move on on that, I got tagged into like this push-up challenge. I saw Volpe tagged you. You, I, you still owe those. No, tonight. Tonight's tonight. Why? Patrick, you should start the like Patrick, hashtag Patrick Ho parent fort challenge. It's a great like, idea. Like get that going immediately. It's fun. Everyone's at home. Everyone's making forts. And you don't, you don't even need to send free stuff to anyone to do that. I actually think that could be made. That could be amazing on TikTok. That could be a whole TikTok TikTok challenge. The the fort challenge. 
Okay, this that 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 advice is too too much. That was too much. Uh, this one, where who who is this question? This is from uh, Norhan. Uh, I'm the founder of a slow fashion brand focusing on environmental and social sustainability. I've been directly affected the moment the scare about COVID was heightened ten days ago. Safe to say, for the next two weeks, people are not going to purchase clothing. At least is what I've been experiencing. How can I survive this phase and plan for what's to come? You take this one, boss man. Yeah, so if your average order value is high and it's not an impulse buy and it's not home goods, you, you might be impacted, right? So I hear you loud and clear. It's not fun. Um, but I would, I would lean into to developing content right now. Like if you know you're not selling, you know, maybe that's a, an opportunity to pull back on some paid spend, uh, focus on resources, on content, telling the story about the economic impact of your fashion so that when you're like coming out of this in a few weeks, hopefully, you've got a lot of content that you can repurpose, package, put on YouTube, insert blogs, include in your order confirmations. Like that stuff is going to go a long way. And you may be too busy once things come back to ever do that. So. I focus on own channels and, and building content that can bring new eyeballs. I dig it. Uh, Lisa is making new dog booties that help keep paws clean and promoting fighting COVID by keeping the germs out of your home. Uh, does it seem too much like we're capitalizing on this bad situation? I think it's close. It's to me that that's to me that my honest answer is it's borderline uh, because how many people are thinking about that right now, right? We're thinking about washing our hands and getting groceries and, and, and all that other stuff. But um, I think, I, I think you could test it, right. By sending an email to your, to your most loyal customers and, and saying like, Hey, here's, here's something that we're thinking about. Um, would you, would you take us up on that? Or you could just address more of the, you could just address this more upfront. And I think you just need to explain more of, of, of this when you're launching it. So, Hey, w you know, we here at whatever your company name is, like we've been thinking about ways that we can get involved. Obviously we focus on, you know, we, we sell, uh, you know, we sell clothing for dogs. And so we're not really focused on people. So we've been thinking a lot about how can we help people stay safe during these times. And we figured our little part is the, that how we can help keep the germs out of your house by giving you booties for dogs, right? So we're launching blah. I think if you have an opportunity to explain that more, people are going to feel less like, okay, this is not somebody taking advantage of this. So I think this is an example where copywriting is everything and you just got to be able to tell your story and, and tell it publicly. Um, let's see. This is from Layla. Uh, I've seen a lot of companies offer a site-wide discount, 20 to 30% off everything. Ben, is this a good idea or a bad idea? I mean, look, I think you need to understand your economics, the type of brand that you're building. Um, you know, I, I think that's the type of thing that people might expect over Black Friday. Uh, you probably don't need to be doing something that aggressive right now unless you have like crazy margins and, you know, traffic's way down and you're just doing everything you can. But um, I'd be a little bit cautious about that, honestly. So I, I'd dip your toe. Um, try a small offer with, with your most loyal customer base through email. Try a small offer for, for new visitors that haven't purchased on your site. Um, and again, you can, you can kind of turn the dial up. The bigger the offer, the more people are going to take advantage of it. But um, maybe just don't rush into that right away. 
Good advice. Uh, this one's from Carrie. I have a client that wants to launch an apparel line right now. It's a line specific to an individual sport that people may or may not be able to do now. They can't compete right now, but they may be able to train. This is like a brain puzzle. The line is extremely comfortable and attractive, and we are changing the creative to encourage people working from home to enjoy wearing it for comfortable fabrics and look good on their video conference calls. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I'm torn on that one. I don't know how many people are super concerned about how great they're going to look on the video call. I mean, at least from the, 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 the top up, of course. Uh, but I think like, if you think about this, there's, this is why everything about sales and marketing has to do with, with human behavior and, and psychology, because if you just go all the way back out, right. And you think about like, what, what do, what are the basic needs of all humans, right? To be comfortable is one of our like ultimate desires, wants, and needs. And so that, that's something that's not going to go away. And so I think there, there is an opportunity to, to sell that right now. People are, people are home, people are getting outside, people are maybe working out at home. And so I think there is a hook, but to me, the hook, the hook there is not, you know, look, look great on a video call. It's, Hey, you don't have to put on that. You don't have to put on all your business clothes and, and go to work, right? Hang out at home and then for the next eight weeks in our super comfortable gear and, you know, get, get $10 off your first order. I think that that would be, that would work well. But again, this is just an offer, right? This is what, back to what we talked about earlier. We're coming up with creative and offer. All you're trying to do is get people to use your stuff. One hook might be try this, try this video call hook, try that or try the, the other one. Like, I think you have to come up with a bunch of different versions. Um, I, I was going to talk about this at the end, but next week on our uh, e-commerce marketing show podcast plug, you should go check that out. Um, I, I did an interview with Savannah Sanchez, who she's, she's awesome at just paid social advertising all around. And she talks a lot about how the key to being successful in advertising today is the offer more than anything else. And the create, like the offer and the creative drive 90% of it because Facebook and Instagram, all the algorithms are going to take care of everything else. And so I think that's why that advice is focus on the offer, but also you have to be able to test. And so like what she does is comes up, come up with 10 different variations of that creative or of that offer, test them all really quickly, see which one's working and then double down there. So maybe this should just become one of like five ideas that you have, Carrie. Uh, okay. These are amazing. Uh, Valentina, these are, uh, we're a luxury Italian made eyewear company. We're considering, uh, we're considering, considering addressing 50% of the online revenue during COVID-19 to address sales and help the Italian health system with donations. Does that sound like a good strategy to you to stay alive during this period, considering that luxury items are not a priority? Yeah. So, so is it that they're going to donate 50% of proceeds? 50% of online revenue will go to the Italian health system. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I mean, that's an offer. That's not an offer, right? That's a, that's a hook to get people to buy from you right now to support your business because it's going towards a good cause, right? You look at like Tom's shoes, you look at, um, I don't know who, who, who else, uh, so many people like, Oh, Bombas, we, we just wrote about that you know, you buy one and they give one like that's, that's huge. And I think people understand that Italy's, you know, being hit really hard right now. So I would, I would leave with that. Um, doesn't, doesn't also, doesn't also come down to cash for you as a business owner, right? Like, can you afford to, uh, as good as an offer that is, can you, as an entrepreneur, can you, can you afford to give away 50% of your revenue 
if you can, it's almost like I don't, I'm not, I'm, I don't invest in things, but like I, I've heard that the, the, the stock market advice is like, um, can you afford, like, should you invest right now? Well, if you can afford to, you know, make an investment that you're not going to lose sleep over, like it's not going to stress you out that you wrote that check, then do it. And so I think the same thing is here where like, if you can, let's say a thousand people took you up on that offer and you had to hand half that revenue right back out to, to the Italian health system, as good as that benefit is for, for them, would that stress you out as an entrepreneur? Cause I think then the trade off there is like, th then you'd have to make a decision, right? Where you could simplify the offer and say X dollars from every, everything sold or X percentage from everything sold. That's not 50. So ultimately I think it comes down to you. Good call. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Lindsay, what's up, Lindsay? By the way, thanks for the tweets. Uh, not from you, Lindsay, specifically, but we got some tweets. Um, we've been seeing a lot of companies offer free things to healthcare workers right now. Do you have any rec recommendations on how we could verify if you're actually in the industry? Any tools we could use? We want to give back, but we're a super small company and want to manage expectations. Hmm. How to call you? How to email you? You know, like if, that's a, if you're trying to offer those out to people that really need it right now, I mean, how many how many people reaching out really need it? Like, I, I, I don't know everything about healthcare, but I'd imagine there's like someone involved with purchasing that's reaching out that has like some legitimacy that you can verify very quickly versus like, you know, Joe Schmo at, at gmail.com asking if you have 100 masks, you know, like I think you yeah. could figure out a quick verification. Yeah, you you could you could make it you could just switch it to have a have it be like a form that you apply, right? Like, hey, if your uh, healthcare workers go here and it goes to a separate page, I think this is also really quick to test, right? You you could do it because I think I think this is you're assuming rightfully so, unfortunately, you're assuming the worst intentions, right? You're assuming that you're going to do this, you're going to launch this offer, and all these people who are not in the healthcare industry are going to take take advantage of the offer, but. Why don't you just see, like, why don't you just create a way where they can't buy without talking to you or getting, getting a special code? So like you could say, Hey, apply here and we'll send you a special codes off your next purchase. And then you can just really quickly look at the list and I'm sure you're going to be able to see right away. Do these look real. Do they look, do they look fake? Then I think, I think you'll, you'll be able to quickly figure that out. Uh, all right. Doo -doo -doo. Uh, uh, Asia wants a copy of this recording. We will, we'll definitely, we'll definitely have that. Uh, let's, let's do one more. Let's do one more, Ben, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Dr. Beverly Marr. Hi, Beverly. I have a company that manufactures a product to help back pain to use at home. Do you think it's a good time to put the push on or is that pandering to the situation? I think this is another example of people are home. It's a good time to do it. I think you just have to acknowledge that upfront. And I would not make the hook like, Home, sitting around at home a lot, your back plane's probably flaring up by our thing where like, you know, instead you could just say like, uh, Hey, if, if you're, Hey, Hey, look, we know that a lot of people are home right now because of COVID-19. Right. And we, our product helps relieve back pain. We didn't want to reach out to try to sell something on this opportunity, but we are running a special right now, blah, blah, blah. I think the, again, the more that you address it upfront and try to be honest about what you're doing, Versus it coming off as a slimy sale, I think you, you'll have a lot more success. I would also just add on top of that, like that's the perfect use case for email, right? Send an email to people that have purchased that exact product from you, but maybe they haven't done that in the last 30, 60 days, right? That's a 
that's a perfect email to send. Hey, like we know you're probably home. You've purchased this before. Like hopefully you and your family are doing great. But if you need any help, like we still have supplies available on product X, which you've purchased before. Yeah, 100%. All right. Uh, let's let's get out of here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the kids outside. We'll go for a walk. But Ben, thank you. This was great. We... You have mentioned this. I think the questions now that I can feel this firsthand, we're going to do these more. We're going to do these weekly. But in the meantime, before you go, before you go, if you're not already subscribed to our e-commerce marketing show, it's on Apple Podcasts, it's on Spotify, it's on Stitcher, it's everywhere you get your podcast. We're publishing new episodes every Friday. Uh, I sit down with an expert in e-commerce and just talk about what's going on, whether they're focused on email or copywriting or advertising or events or content from, from top to bottom, we're covering everything in e-commerce. So go and subscribe to the podcast. Next week's episode is with Savannah Sanchez. Uh, we will send out the recording for this. And we're also going to take the audio from this session today and put it on the podcast feed. So we, we, we have all that content right there. So go and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, ben, this was awesome. Thanks for doing it. I'll, I'll catch up with you later. And, and thanks, everybody. Appreciate you taking time out of this today. 